0: Talk about what's happening in the United States, and Cal, Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown are with, with us as they always are at this time on a Tuesday evening. Good afternoon to both of you, Marion. Very good afternoon to you too, my colleague on the Business Post. Might start though with Cal this evening. Cal, you must be very pleased that President Biden, like his predecessor President Barack Obama, has gotten rid of the leader of, of Al Qaeda this time, Ayman al zahawi who was killed by a drone strike, a ninja drone strike, no less, where he was hiding out in a fancy house in Kabul.
1: Well, Ian, I'm going to say something you don't often hear on this uh, program. I completely congratulate President Biden for making the right decision on this. Uh, The CIA, which has been working for several years to target uh, Salahiri, And I think it was a good thing. But I would also add a comment by Lieutenant General, uh, retired Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, who has said, you can't kill one man and shut down a terror network like this. The largely diffuse organization lost its head, but the Islamic extremist ideology that motivates its foot soldiers remains a potent force for evil. Uh, I would also note that uh, while congratulating President Biden on this, he also, when he was vice president, opposed Barack Obama's assassinating uh, Osama bin Laden, but Be that as it may, I think this was a good thing. It's going to bring a lot of peace, I think, and a feeling of justice to relatives of the nearly 3,000 people who were killed in America on 9-11.
0: What does it say, Calvo, about US policy in Afghanistan? That last year, this time last year, you had that pull out of US troops and yet the Taliban regime, we had told, we had been told that they had changed and everybody was waiting for them to change. And yet here we are a year later and they are hiding the leader of Al-Qaeda and it's not just his role in 9-11 but it is in previous attacks on US, US troops, US ships and US embassies and that here he is, under the Taliban's nose, in a very fancy part of Kabul, should the US be doing more in Afghanistan, more strikes, and actually putting, putting the Taliban to their word and forcing them to get rid of Al-Qaeda?
1: Well, I think uh, uh, President Biden and Donald Trump, when he was president, were right that we don't need boots on the ground in an age of modern technology to fight terrorism. I think that... Uh, This over-the-hill strategy that President Biden has called, it worked in this case. But uh, as far as believing, you know, why should you believe anything that Taliban or Al-Qaeda or any others uh, who are motivated by religious extremism have to say? They lie to people they consider infidels, which... uh, you know, constitutes most people in the West. I don't know exactly what our policy is now, in not only in Afghanistan, but around the world. Uh, I wish it could be articulated so that we would know what it is, but uh, uh, I'm not sure.
0: Marion, obviously Barack Obama got. Um... Osama bin Laden in 2011, just before the re-election. How important will this be to Joe Biden's prospects of re-election? Telling people out there, we haven't forgotten that making in this address, that any terrorist leader out there, they will come after you.
2: You know, Ian, I think that it certainly won't do him any harm. But as to whether or not this will deliver him, it will result in any net increase in votes. That either the, the Democrats get in the midterms or that Biden gets twenty twenty four, I doubt it will make much difference at all. As Carl says, you know, there were there are two things for Biden here. Firstly, he was known to have been opposed to to the um, Bin Laden um, the, the, the strike that took out Bin Laden 11 years ago, but also when people think of Afghanistan, they think of Biden very, very botched withdrawal last summer. And, and that's, so I suppose it will maybe go some way to to help neutralise that perception. But, you know, Zawari, yes, he is the leader of Al-Qaeda and he has a record of, of terrorist atrocities that go back to when he was a teenager. He's also responsible, which people forget, for... I was helped involved in the plotting, the plotting of the assassination of the Egyptian President Anwar Sadat in 1981. People may remember the appalling Luxor um, massacre in 1997, where 63 or 66, I believe, foreign tourists, including. Children were butchered to death at the Luxor ruins. And then, as Cal said, there were the, the boats, the embassies and, and the other attacks before 9-11. He was seen by a lot of people as the brains behind bin Laden. He was an Egyptian surgeon regarded as a very brilliant man, you know, intellectually, but who used his talents to further this, this you know, extreme ideology and plans. Somebody who trained as a doctor. Attacks. He was a surgeon. That's right, right. yes. Um, and, and he was also Bin Laden's personal physician. They were, but, you know, at this stage, he was 71. I think that the big thing with this is, as you pointed out, he was in a house that was 10 blocks away from the American embassy in the wealthiest part of Kabul, where all of the Taliban live, all of the Taliban leaders live. Now, you may remember that back in 2019, Joe Biden, want, uh, not Joe Biden, Donald Trump indeed, wanted to invite the Taliban leaders to pa- Camp David for a powwow. He was so convinced, you know, in the aftermath or, or the planning of the Doha agreement that they were completely on side with him and that he had them all straightened out. Well, we see, you know, most people were very sceptical, including me, about the Doha agreement and, and the fact that it was pretty well worthless when you're coming to people like the Taliban. And we see now that clearly these people that, that al-sawari and his family were protected by the taliban that they must have known they were there apparently the house he was in was a house, a property that was owned by a member of the Taliban administration. So, you know, it really shows that the Taliban, anybody who thinks the Taliban will change, is dreaming, including, I suspect, Donald Trump. Uh, but, but um, you know, as Carl said, kudos to Joe Biden. This was carefully planned. There was nobody else killed, which I think is really important. No collateral damage, no damage done. They took this guy out with surgical precision. And, you know, I, I think, as Carl said, also for the families of 9-11, even though it is... more than 20 years on, there is a measure of that that justice is, you know, that was continued to be sought and that it has been sought, whether or not you you like the methods. But it's, you know, it's difficult to get somebody like Noari, and apparently it was like 6 o'clock in the morning his time, when he was known to go out to the balcony for air. So they had been planning this for
0: quite a while cal joe biden can at least also say that in relation to standing up to strong leaders himself and the democratic party are standing up to the chinese leader in taiwan whereas donald trump previously was all in favor of doing business with vladimir putin and look what happened in ukraine it appears that u.s policy at least towards china is to be strong with nancy pelosi arriving this afternoon or this evening our time in taiwan
1: I've been a supporter of her trip because I don't think that, uh, the Chinese communists ought to be able to dictate any Americans travel plans, including our political leadership. Now they're making the usual uh, threats and they're moving around tanks and planes. And they say they're going to conduct, uh, a resolute, uh, it's one of their favorite words, resolute military operations. But I think, uh, they would be very, very foolish right now to invade, uh, Taipei, uh, You've got the Communist Party meeting coming up in a few weeks, where President Xi Jinping expects to be elected for a third term, and I think that you know invading Taiwan right now would, you know, he he might think that that would show strength on his part, but I think Nancy Pelosi is absolutely right in what she's doing. And I think what you're going to see in the end is a lot of bluster by the Chinese, but they're not going to do anything that's going to start World War III. At least I have my fingers crossed.
0: Twice now, you've been given the Democrat support. Marion, I might go to know, you on this. It's not your usual. You? It's, it's because I'm here, Cal. That's why you're doing it. Uh, Marion, I might go to you on this. And I've been following this. Uh, look, I don't think most of us know much about what really is happening in Taiwan and its relationship with China. It's a lot more complex and complicated than people might give it for. But is now the the right time for Nancy Pelosi to be inflaming global tensions when you have a war in Ukraine?
2: Well, you see, this is where Cal and I switch sides. Uh, and I think as as we've done a couple of times recently, uh, I I wouldn't say that she's in plain tensions, but I don't understand the point of this visit. What are the deliverables? What is the objective of this visit? Uh, the Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, pretty smart guy, has made it clear that he's opposed to it. Uh, the US intelligence have briefed her on what they've called the risks. Joe Biden has said, in an interesting comment, because he and Nancy Pelosi are very, very close, she's closer to him than she ever was to Barack Obama. Uh, he has said that as she is the leader of an independent branch of government, and he's not basically going to tell her what to do. Uh, but that that isn't exactly a ringing endorsement. I think what Biden may be afraid of is, you know, the, it's, it, there's a U.S. law basically which says that um, the U.S. would have to defend Taiwan in in um, in the case of an attack by China or an invasion by China. Now, Biden reiterated that in a way around the time of the, the invasion of Ukraine, that people thought, God, you know, hold on, one problem at a time here, where you seem to say, yes, we will, we're all over this one. But, you know, it, it doesn't say what way... Um, the U.S. would have to defend uh, Taiwan. I doubt very much there'd be troops on the ground. It would be probably like the Ukraine, where they would send them military equipment, etc. But it's a headache America doesn't need at the moment. Yeah. I think, Carl, is probably right, though, that there will be a lot of blustering, jumping up and down. But let's just say that China does something provocative in the aftermath of the visit, uh, that they do do a sort of a, a mini-invasion of, of Taiwan. Where does What does America do then? So I think that they're, they're getting into a... a Game of uh, sort of chess where they don't really are not even chess because you know the outcome in chess you know what you want. It seems to me that it's a risk that there is no deliverable. You know, therefore, so the cost-balance analysis to me seems to be off. I'm not sure. You know, the cost could be potentially much higher than any benefits.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if either of you, either Cal or yourself, Marion. saw, I think it was. Is it John Kirby who's the Pentagon spokesperson? Lay out pretty clearly right, what yeah. they thought some of the responses would be from China if this happened and neither of them were good because they were even talking about perhaps yeah. missiles being fired into the straits. Like, this is not, this is not somebody just right. registering from the Chinese embassy a protest. Cal, this could escalate fairly quickly. Is, is it worth it from Nancy Pelosi really to set foot in Taiwan for a day? Well,
1: I think the principle uh, needs to uh not only be established again, but reiterated, no dictatorship, no other country should be able to tell a citizen of the United States, much less its political leadership, when, where, or how to travel. But no president, Democrat,
0: or Republican is going to war with China over Taiwan. That's just reality. uh,
1: Well, the Taiwan Relations Act, which has been in place for many years, that uh, Marianne referred to, I believe. i would have to go back and reread it again. I think it uh, says that we are uh, obligated to uh, provide weapons and defensive materials to Taiwan. It doesn't say anything about providing troops. But look, if we don't stand up for basic freedoms that we believe in and human rights and the ability to travel internationally, uh, this is going to send a message to China that they can bully us, and what else are they going to do next? So I think it's a it's a uh, not a hill to die on, but it's a principle to reestablish. And uh, Marion could be right. You know, maybe this will. Uh, uh, provide some very serious consequences, but I hope not.
0: Marion, if it was a good evening yesterday for President Biden, and there are some other things that he's gotten over the line, economic bill passed there as well, that will provide an awful lot of money to the US economy, testing positive for COVID-19 once again, just a week after getting the all clear, will remind voters out there, particularly about his age, that he is the oldest president to have taken office and he would be the oldest president to run again.
2: Yeah, you know, nobody's allowed to forget about Biden's age. Not the, uh, and the Democrats are almost as bad as, as the Republicans on this. They keep hammering home that he's 28. Apparently, this um, sort of reshowing or resurgence of symptoms when you take that antiviral drug is not uncommon. It does happen. Now, he was unfortunate that it happened to him. The White House is saying that he's not suffering any symptoms. He's just retesting positive, and they expect that in a day or two it will all be cleared up. But, yes, he is... Um, He's a 78-year-old man. and You know, I have to say this. I spent so much time on the campaign trails with Donald Trump in 2016 and 2020. And even though he and Biden are, give or take, a year or two, roughly the same age, Biden does not have the robustness that Donald Trump has. I mean, I don't know what he's fueled on, but, you know, his energy levels are pretty phenomenal. He looked a little bit rough playing golf the other day, Donald Trump. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, those <laughs> photos are very I, I unflattering. There, but... no, he, he, he's not the most photogenic of golf players. He's he's no Tiger Woods, put it that <laughs> way. But but, um, but I think that is. As I say, like even after um, uh, Trump had COVID and was hospitalised, I was on the campaign trail with him. After it. he was doing two, three stops a day, I was exhausted following him around. You know, he does seem to be very robust. I don't think Biden; he doesn't project the same robustness, even when he was making his announcement. And I applauded the dignity with which he did it. Um, about I, I Al Qaswari, he almost sounded tired saying it. Now you don't want to Donald Trump because obviously when when Al Baghdadi was killed the the ISIS leader, Trump came out and started saying he died like a dog and he was whimpering, which is so unpresidential and, and inappropriate. But but I think that Biden does have an energy perception problem. And I think that that's where the problem is. But, you know, it's like in many ways, if you tell the Democrats, yes, they just won't take yes for an answer. He says he's running again he's running in 2024. It. And I think people need to focus on what he's doing and get over his age.
0: I'm running out of time, but Cal, I do want to get your views on this one, because Donald Trump is showing his business now in the last couple of days by burying his ex-wife, Ivana, at his golf club for a tax break. Is there well, no end they, to this man's...
1: Well, you know, it, it's tacky, Ian, but it that's may, the it's That's the least not word illegal. you could use. That's the way the, that's the, way the laws were written. And, uh, you know, first he got a farm subsidy or a farm exclusion from taxes. Now he wants a cemetery exclusion. Listen, I want to be buried next to the courthouse so I can continue to exercise my right to vote.
0: Cal Thomas, (laughs) Marion McCone, thank you very much for that. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30.